How to Be Mediocre by J.D. De Palma, primarily narrated by J.K. Larkin, with assistance by Danielle Masquode, published by Red Penguin Books. Chapter 1. Meet Doug, the Loser. So I head down to the basement as I've done God knows how many times before. I duck under the low-hanging part of the ceiling, the one disadvantage to being six foot two, I flick the amp on and wait for it to warm up. I walk over the guitar rack, consisting of five guitars I overpaid for and treat like crap. I've got three electrics and two acoustics, an Epiphone Les Paul, a Mexican Fender Strat, an Ibanez Hollow Body, a Martin DRS-1, and a Guild acoustic from 75 that was a gift from an ex-fiancé's mom. The deal was, I keep the guitar, she keeps the big TV. I know the Epiphone needs to be restrung, so I break out a pack of Ernie Ball 12-gauge electric strings. I love a full sound over a thin one. Typical punk rock. <laughs> I imagine this is how hunters feel, cleaning their guns as they need to every so often, just getting in the mindset of what to expect when they get out there. I start taking the old strings off and putting the new ones on. I tighten the top three strings, turning the pegs away from me, and tighten the bottom three towards me. The tuner's battery is low, so I go over to the piano to tune. The only bummer is I have to run upstairs and turn the lights on. <laughs> the only way to turn the piano on is to flip the switch. God only knows how many other people have those kinds of outlets in their place. I hit E2, A2, D3, G3, B4, and E4, all to the sounds of the dehumidifier in the background. I plug in and detune the top E string to drop D. My pad and paper is right where I left it the day before, and the ideas start flowing. Time to write a hit song that most likely will go nowhere, and I will be the only one who hears it. I'm good, but not quite up to par with what's marketable. I'm not where I need to be with my social media presence, so they're going another way. A feeling I know every average Joe musician can relate to. I just want one good show. One good EP, and one good swoop of recognition for something I've worked hard for and won't see the recognition. This process has gone on every other day from the time I was 11 until now at 26 years old. I know I have to grow up. And I have, to a certain extent. The fiancé and I didn't work for many reasons. I was always trying to be creative, and she just couldn't see why I try so hard for something that'll never love me back. She gave me all the love I could want, but it wasn't the love I wanted. I wanted attention, and I see that now. I don't regret ending things with her. God knows she spent all her time and effort on material things, too. Hers were shoes, booze, and dudes with washboard stomachs. <laughs> Apparently, dad bods are only cool if you're a dad. I have a full-time job at a school for disabled children as a teaching assistant, and I'm almost done with my degree in early childhood education, so I'm well aware that being a rock star is well in the past. But fuck, it would be so cool. The girls, the house, the money, who knows what I could have been if I had gotten lucky and played that show that one time or met with that agent who was a little skeevy. All the things you hear about having to sacrifice everything about yourself and your morals for the entertainment business seem to be all too true. 
There doesn't seem like a whole lot of room for real art unless you're a trendsetter. And I know damn Skippy I'm not one. I love every type of music you can throw at me. Punk, rock, alternative, jazz, hip-hop, country, R&B, soul, blues, on and on it goes. There's no genre I dislike, but certain artists I can do without. No shit-talking here. <laughs> Every song is someone's art and a pure expression of what they may be going through or what they need to say. Even if it is about drugs, ass, or their pickup truck. I'm no different. I've written about girls, anti-government protest, medical conditions, all the while silently ripping off the Beatles like everyone else. I finished the session, if you can call it that and walk upstairs to be greeted by a wet-nosed creature by the name of Bruce, the family dog. He's a standard poodle who thinks the world of me and my crumbs. He follows me into the kitchen where Mom has made dinner. Living with your parents at this age really isn't that bad, but you can't help but feel a tiny bit of shame when all your buddies went away to school and you're still asking her the same question for 15 years. How'd that sound, Mom? Sounded good, hun. She's always been the support system I need. She lets me do what I love while making sure I don't fall behind and end up a loser. I've come pretty close a few times, but she knows when I go too far. Spending a month's paycheck on a new amplifier is all well and fun while living under mom's roof, but she made it clear each time with her usual jingle, Doug, you know you can't be spending money like that when you're on your own. There are days when I think Freud would tie me to a couch and make me ramble until I'm blue in the mouth. <laughs> she plops down the usual Wednesday dinner, spaghetti bolognese and garlic bread. We chat about our respective days while Bruce damn near plops his head in my lap. Say what you want about the little scrounger, but his sense of timing is better than most rhythm guitar players. <laughs> As I finish rattling on about the latest Blink-182 record, because Matt Skiba is a legend, piss off if you think otherwise, Dad pops in from a long day at work. You want to talk about honor and conviction? Talk to him for ten minutes and be prepared to be humbled. Dad was a drummer in a wedding band back in the day and has always been my coach and critic. The words, that riff sucks more than a Taj massage parlor, will echo in my brain forever. Nobody gets anywhere without responding to criticism. Say what you will about music critics or people on any social media. But to me, the best work comes from the knee-jerk reaction of Fuck you! I'll prove you wrong. Dad always seems to know what I'm up to musically. He knows all my really great days through to my Taj massage days. <laughs> I feel like artists can sense when you lie through your teeth about how things are going. Being full of shit is a given when dealing with people like me. You have to play the game of, I'm the next best thing. And after a while, it's incredibly tiresome. <laughs> I've quite had it, to be honest. Hence why I'm shutting down operations on being the next uh, Kiss, Ramones, Toby Keith, Zach De La Roca, or whatever phase I'm into that week. Putting on a happy face while internally screaming takes a toll on you. Sorry, hun. It was all hands-on today. Four hours overtime, though, so... Progress! The fact that the man can work four hours overtime doing engineering at a hospital 
And I can't even man up to going in on a holiday to help when grading falls behind, says volumes about the difference in our work ethics. Maybe it's because he has a wife, house, and a kid at home to feed, and had it all by the time he was my age, but it's things like this that snap me back to reality. There's no real substitution for hard work, and it took me a while to learn that. Mom gives him a big hug while he gives her a pinch on her backside as I throw up in my mouth a little and die on the inside. I ignore it and ask him about his day. I had to fix the AC in the ER and coordinate where the cement truck will go tomorrow to fix the sidewalk. So a pretty standard day. How about you, big man? He asks, almost as though I'm still seven years old to him. Then again, my mentality isn't that far off. I just went to work, came home, and played a little while. I reply, rotating my fork full of spaghetti into a spoon like I saw my grandfather do once. How'd work go? Anything on an open position? Dad, I still got a semester left to go. I sort of have to be certified to be a teacher to get a job as one. You have to market yourself now while you're a possibility. What's the point in putting in all that effort if you're not going to make them recognize it when the time comes? I truly hate it when he's right, which is often. <laughs> I finish up dinner, do some studying, and then lie down in bed. I start jotting down some lyric ideas on the notes app on my phone when Dad pops in. Hey, you awake, bud? Yeah, What's up? He turns my light on and sits on the edge of my bed. All that's missing is a glass of chocolate milk and footy pajamas, and we've got my birds and bees talk all over again. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Both experiences have an equal amount of tears. So, I was thinking about when you get a job and everything. I know this is going to sound harsh, but... I'd like you to move out when you save enough for rent on an apartment and make it your own. I couldn't help but drop my jaw. You're kicking me out? He looks at me as though I wasn't listening at all. You heard what I said. When you get a job and start making real money. Dad, what about all my equipment? I can't take all that to an apartment. He takes a deep breath and states the words I was hoping would never come. Well, you can keep a lot of it here, still, but maybe you can uh, sell some of it and I don't even hear the rest because it's not an option. I say without thinking about it, what the fuck? No way! I use all that stuff! Tell me one time in the past three years when you used that sound system at a live show. Tell me when you used that recording software, or even when the last live show you played even was. I know the answer, of course. Five years ago at a block party that went down like a Led Zeppelin. Spoiler alert, that's how they, Led Zeppelin, got their name. Inspired by Keith Moon, no less. Why are you doing this to me? He says as calmly as he can while clenching a frustrated fist. It's time to grow up. 
you have tried this for long enough. Obviously, music is as important to you as it is to me. I'm not saying get rid of the guitars or pianos, but the stuff you don't use can go on to someone else who could get more use out of them since you're not. I wouldn't be doing my job as a father if I let you continue the same delusion of fame that I had. You're a dreamer, but someone has to keep you tethered. The lump in my throat grows until my larynx peels. I'm so... upset. Think about it. Please. I'm sorry to do this, but it's time. I know it's time. But it's not even on my terms. It's not even terms I agree with. I know in my heart of hearts that he's right. But as I said, sometimes you get that drive of, fuck you, I'll show you I can do it. And my motivation changes from, all right, it's time, to, here we go again. <laughs> this has been How to Be Mediocre by J.D. De Palma. Primarily narrated by J.K. Larkin, with assistance by Danielle Masquode. Published by Red Penguin Books.